The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. To another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday, July 27th edition. Small little set of action we got going today. Three game early, five game main. Not the best of pitching. They got the obvious guy up top, and then other than that, taking gambles all over the place tonight because there are bats for days. Let's see what we have. Quick look at the weather on your eight overall games today. Brewers Nationals, not bad at all. Slight, slight chance, like 15% chance to rain. Same with Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim and the Cleveland Indians, about 15% chances. And in the in Yankees, about 15%, but late, late in the night it gets thick. So if it's a long game, we're in trouble. Very, very humid in the Bronx. Good hitting environment right there. Uh, St. Louis, 25 to 30% chances. Hopefully not too bad. Very, very humid there. Another nice hitting environment. Cubs, White Sox, wind blowing out to right field down the line. Super humid there as well. So three really, really, really humid games. Jeez, uh, even in San Diego between the Mets and the Padres. Uh, so Petco Park might be a little livelier than normal. But four really, really humid games uh, with decent temperatures create very nice hitting environments on your Thursday. Let's look at your totals on the three-game early slate. you got Brewers-Nationals at 8, Angels-Indians at 9, A's-Blue Jays at 9. When you're talking the late slate, Rays-Yankees 8.5, Reds-Marlins 9.5. D-backs-Cardinals, we are still waiting on a total because we got Luke Weaver. Got the call-up filling in for Adam Wainwright. So Weaver making a start, still waiting on that one. Um... As you go on a little further here, Cubs, White Sox, 10.5. Mets, Padres, 8.5. Interesting stuff to attack tonight. So, heck, let's get at it. Your three-game early slate, your top price guy, the guy, he's going to be chalkier than chalk, and you're going to want to do it. Max Scherzer, 13800 bucks at home against the Milwaukee Brewers. We talk about how Milwaukee's boomer bust. Well, we've, se- we've seen it firsthand against Edwin Jackson going deep. But then the boom and the bust, the risk and the reward yesterday. He faced Gio Gonzalez. Gio gets hit around a little bit, gives up you know three or four runs, whatever it was. Also had a handful of strikeouts, and he ended up with 20-plus close. 
I want to say close to 30 points. I had him going in a one lineup. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. I should have had this for you ahead of time, but it's pretty impressive looking at what he actually put together out there. Um, oh, that's the different one. Just one second. There he is. He's still got 24.15 points, giving up two earned, one walk, and seven innings, eight Ks, five hits. So very productive. Very productive, and that's the risk reward you get. Now you got Scherzer, who's 13800 Much different price tag, to say the least. A uh, little rocky start his last time out. Five innings, five earned on eight hits at Arizona. It's tough. Uh, good start against Cincinnati. 33 3, 25-1, 41-4, 25-7, 35-2, 30.1, 44.8, 43.8. He's pretty good. Pretty good at baseball. And the strikeout rate and all that good stuff. He's um, eighth best on the barrel, fifth the last 30 days. Getting barrel 3.17% of the time, striking out 37.3. Mad Max definitely on the radar. If you want to go $2,300 cheaper, the other five-digit man is Marcus Stroman. Uh, he's 11-5 at home against the Tor against the Oakland Athletics. He's been much better at home than on the road. Uh, it's just, I always say with Stroman, he's like a 20-25 to 25 point guy at best, which we'll take in a heartbeat. But he also has that ability to get hit around. But as a whole, really, really good guy on this slate. Makes a phenomenal matchup against an ace team that's very, very free-swinging. They strike out 25.3% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Last 30 days, he's 15th best on the barrel fit, so he's gotten a lot better. He's gotten barreled 0.00% of the time the last 30 days, striking out 21.5%. His problem is he's walking almost 10.4. If he can lay off the walks, he's going to be in a very nice spot today facing an A's team whose team's total is 4.17. That's second lowest on the slate, second lowest only to Mad Max versus uh, the Brute, the uh yeah, the Brewers. So, Stroman, definitely worth a look if you want to deviate away from Mad Max, where most will try to pay for, or maybe they go pay to Stroman and Mad Max isn't the chalk. Either way, both guys are definitely worth a look, and I think you're going to want at least one of them matched with a lower guy. It's going to be hard to do both and get the good bats, but you need, I think you need at least one. It's kind of like yesterday, where you need Severino or Sale to get to pull both off. You're sitting real pretty. So, if you can pull it off, we'll get to the bats. We'll figure it out. But for now, that's what you're looking at. Uh, down below, you, you pick your poison between Trevor Bauer, who we know is hit and miss, but he's got some upside. The Angels just, <clears throat> or he's averaging 13 his last 10, 15.3 his last time out. Angels are a team that um, only strikes out 20% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Yeah, Bauer, he's striking out 25.7, so you got a good ground ball rate, but hard contact's not ideal and a decent home run to fly ball. Angels have been hitting it pretty well in this series, especially two games ago. 4-2-4 team total is third lowest on the slate. 3-19 uh, for lefties, 3-24 for righties. Bauer's got some K upside, risky, but at uh, 77, not bad. The other guy I'd be looking at if you're not using Marcus Stroman, Sean Manaya at 67. Yes, not a great start against the Mets his last time out in New York, but then 27, 10.4, 19.1. 13.6, All double digits. I want at least double digits, preferably much more for 6,700. But on this slate, I will take double digits. Averaging 15.7 points on the road. Um, Blue Jays team that does strike out 21.5% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Manai striking out 233 um, on the season. He has an outstanding swinging striker at a 12.8. Okay, swinging striker at 46.2. 
Last 30 days, though, he is 20th worst on the barrel thick, and he broke 4.3% of the time. In those days, only 15.83% strikeout rates. Strikeouts have been down the last 30 days, so beware on that one. And when you're looking at the Blue Jays, they have a high total of 483. Lefty's only 233, righty's 320. First Mania, he makes for a very intriguing play with matched up with Max because you're not obviously going to match him with Stroman, but that's what you're looking at. So Scherzer, Stroman, Bauer, Mania, I think you, I really, really feel you have to get one of the guys up top. If you want to roll Bauer, Mania together though and really get dicey, you'll get all the bats you want, which could be another nice angle to it. Let's look at those bats at the catcher's position. If you're not using Mania, Russell Martin, very, very good versus left-handed pitching. He's 3,500, leads the way at the catcher's position. Not lighting the world on fire, but not bad at all. Uh, you got the likes of Matt Wieters yet again at 3K versus Blasick of Milwaukee. The the righty kind of making a, a spot start. Going to probably go maybe three, four innings at the most. Could be less depending on pitch count. Yeah, five points last night, averaging 5.4 his last 10. Wieters at 3K, not bad versus right-handed pitching. Um, I really, really do my best not to target Scherzer, but you know the Brewers have the ability to hit home runs at will, and Scherzer will give up a couple from time to time. He has gotten hit like two of his last three or four starts, but overall he's probably the best pitcher in baseball, or one of the top three for sure. So Manny Pena catching could be intriguing if he's in at 28. He's played the last couple games, so he'll probably have the day off as something to think about. Uh, Bruce Maxwell for Stroman, not huge on what I'm really hoping they do with a day game after a night game. I'm hoping Dusty Baker, and I know asking Dusty Baker to manage with a brain is very difficult, but uh, if he could give us a little uh, Jose Lobaton, big fan of that that left-handed switch hitting bat, actually switch hitting bat at 2300 bucks for his Blasick and then the Milwaukee bullpen, I will take the value of 23 even if it's a zero, but let me punt him with the upside that Lobaton can bring at 23. That would be my guy. If he's in the lineup, he's going to be every catcher I make. I'm not making more than one or two lineups total, but he will be my catcher on the slate. Going to first base, um, Justin Smoke, switch hitter, hits lefties with a ton of authority. 5,300 versus Manaya. If you're not using Manaya, Smoke is in play. Uh, Edwin and Carnacion and Carlos Santana for the Indians. Edwin's 5K, Carlos 4,600. You're facing J.C. Ramirez, who um, he's all he's hot and cold, big slider guy. And uh, Cleveland's 476 total. Lefties 342, righties 299. So he's done very well against the righties. So tip your cap to uh, uh, Santana on that one. Last 30 days, JC Ramirez is sixth worst on the barrel FIP, getting barreled 5.6% of the time. That's a lot. Um, striking out 16%, walking almost 10.5%. So, definitely the Indians are worth a look. And Carlos Santana is always super low on, hitting a little better of late at that double dong a few games back. Um, he's a. Uh, my internet is just messing around. He's averaging 9.3 his last 10. He had 13 more points last night. He's swinging a good stick against Ramirez. Could be a nice play that will be a little more overlooked than most. Another one I like, he's uh, he's heating up. His price tag's up to $3,800, which sucks because we used to like to use him as a nice cheap punt option. But Louis Valbuena coming off a two for three night with a double and a homer, two ribbies, 21 points. He's averaging 9.1 points his last 10. He's hit five home runs in his last 10 games. Uh, Louis Valbuena versus Bauer, who we talked about, gives up a lot of hard contact. Um, yeah, 37.1% hard contact rate, a 16.1% home run to fly ball. 
he's a good pitcher. He's just not elite, and he's going to have hiccups. He's he pitches really, really well, or really, really you know not good. And the way the Angels are swinging the bat, Valbuena's been hitting towards the middle of the lineup at thirty eight hundred bucks. It's not a horrible play, especially to be contrarian on a small slate. To win a GPP on a small slate, you're going to have to get really weird. I say it all the time, and that could be a play. Louis Valbuena, he's first base, third base at thirty eight hundred. And first base, for once, isn't like lights out great to me. You got Yonder Alonso, who's been struggling versus Stroman at 38, if you want to. Adam Lind at 36 is okay. Eric Thames versus Scherzer at 34, if you really get bored. You got like Kendris Morales, switch hit versus Manaya at 33. That's not bad. But, you know, he's 2K cheaper than Smoke. So, you know, what are you going to do there? Other than that, that's all you got at first base. It's pretty bleak. So, Valbuena actually stands out as a pretty solid play. Carlos Santana, Smoke up top. And then if you want to hope Yonder Alonso figures it out, those would probably be my four guys I'd center my, my lineups around. Second base, you got Daniel Murphy at 54. If you can pay for him, you play him. Same with Jose Ramirez, second base, third base at 48. I like both of them a lot if you can fit them in. If not, you go down to the likes of Wilmer Defoe, second base shortstop. He's been batting second a lot for the Nats. Um, not a big power upside guy, but in a, in a game where we figure the Nats to – Hopefully break out and put up a lot of runs. You got Defoe, who scored seven points last night, averaging eight point three his last ten games, um, hitting hitting uh, hitting three fourteen over that time. A little bit of speed. He does have one homer in his last ten games, only two on the whole season though. So buyer beware. Thirty nine hundred bucks upside in a very potent lineup. Other than that, it's like Jed Lowry at seven or at three K, but he's in a massive slump facing Stroman. Um, Ryan Goings, 2500 not in love with that, though. A, a, a nice one for value I can get behind if you're not using Sean Maniah. Darwin Barney is second base, third base. Right-handed bat, usually plays against lefties. You know, he doesn't light the world on fire, averaging 10.4 is, or 2, 3, yeah, I can't even talk right now. 2.4 is last 10. He's only averaging 3.2 points on the season per game. But he does have upside. He has those random games, especially day games, where he's like, where the heck Darwin Barney come from? And, when you're paying 2K, literally the bottom of the barrel pricing, that's great. Like, if you can do Barney at 2K and Lobatone at 23, you have a lot of money to spend at bats, even if you get one of the big two. If we find some more value and you really, really want to gamble on these cheapies, you could probably get Stroman and Scherzer together. Like, you put Valbuena with them or maybe Kendris Morales at 33. Let's see what we can find out here. We can make something interesting if you really want to gamble. Like, Darwin Barney has to get you 10-plus points to make it work, but if Stroman and Scherzer go off, it's going to be pretty nice. Third base, Anthony Rendon at 54 is very solid. Jose Ramirez, 48, again, like him a ton. Josh Donaldson versus a lefty that used to be an auto play, and at 4100 bucks would have been like the auto play of the century. Did have nine points last night, still averaging 5.2 the last 10. Just not as consistent as he once was, but still a solid play, especially on this slate at 41. Louis Valbuena, once again at 38. Uh, Steven Drew cracks the lineup. He's third base shortstop, another left-handed bat. Doesn't do much. Defoe's the guy that I like there, but he's 3,700 if you need him. If you want to be contrarian, looking for the home run off Scherzer, Travis Shaw at 36 has tremendous upside. Uh, you would not be surprised if Scherzer strikes him out three or four times. But the upside with Shaw's bat against Scherzer it's pretty tremendous in that matchup for that price tag. We've been getting shot on the high fours lately. So if you get a discount on them, you take it and you run with it. Um, lefties do hit 314 off Scherzer compared to righties at 195. So there is a little upside there if you want to go with Shaw as a GPP contrarian, as contrarian play as it gets. I can get behind that. 
Other guys you're looking at, uh, there was one down here. I really yeah, like Matt Chapman at 26 if you want the power upside versus Strowman. But the, a punt I'd use if you're not using Bauer and you want some upside. He got five points last night. The kid's played three games, and it's been 5, 12, and 16. He's 2400 bucks. Good little prospect for the Angels. I mentioned him yesterday. Caleb Cowart. He's a switch hitter, third baseman. At 2400 another value guy against a pitcher that likes to give him up. These are guys we can we can gamble with. I got no problem with it. Shortstop, you got Lindor at 47, swinging it good again. He's streaking in the right time. I mentioned Defoe. Steven Drew's okay. Marcus Simeon at 36, I like quite a bit if you're not using Stroman. Simeon just continues to crush it. We prefer lefties, but he's hitting righties really, really well of late too. So can't sleep on that. Uh, if you're not using Manaya Tulo at 28, really nice upside versus left-handed pitcher there. Uh, I'll take that value with Tulo. I know it's not the Tulo of the Rockies eras, but 2800 bucks for a guy that can definitely run into one is worth a gamble. Head in the outfield, you got Harper at 58, yes. Trout at 56, yes, both great. Again, and here's the thing. If you don't want the two high-priced pitchers, take one high-priced, one low-priced, take those value bats, you can probably get Harper and Trout together. I haven't put it together, but I'm thinking you could, you could maybe make this work if you want to gamble elsewhere. Brantley at 48. Brantley has been hot. If you don't pay for Harper or Trout, I try to sneak Brantley in if you can. Swinging a very, very good bat. Why is my internet sucking so much? Um, he's at 48. You got Bradley Zimmer at 44. Both great plays. Zimmer continues to crush the baseball. Um, just awesome stuff. Good one, 43. Leading off for the Nats is... Definitely worth a look as well. Um, as you go on some more, here Bradley's page open. 10 points last night, averaging 11.3 his last 10. You got like Zimmer, um, 25 more points last night, 10.9 his last 10, 25, 40, 14 his last three games. Got to love all of that right there. As we go down a little farther, I mentioned Goodwin. You got Joey Bats, likely leading off first, a lefty in Manaya at 39. That has some serious upside in that matchup. Chris Davis, 38 for Stroman. Not horrible. Not horrible at all. Uh, as you go down some more, you can gamble on some of the Brewers' bats, but they're, they're still, some are still pricey to me. But like Domingo Santana, we know how Scherzer dominates righty, so not the best player in the world at 35. I like Matt Joyce at 33 for Stroman uh, with some upside there. As you go down some more, like Cole Calhoun at 2,900 versus Bauer is way too cheap if you're not using Bauer. That's a nice value, tremendous upside play there with Calhoun. Kevin PR versus uh, Manaya at 28 is not bad at all either. Uh, as you go down some more, not using Brinson versus Scherzer. I don't care what he does, just not doing that. And that's about it. Yeah, outfield is bleak, especially down low. So there's your three-game early slate. We have uh, your pitching. You know, I said Scherzer or Strom, and you're using one of them. And then Bauer, Manaya. So obviously it's Scherzer. Bauer or Mania, and then Stroman Mania. Those are basically your matchups. Uh, and then your bats, you're going to load up on the Nats versus uh, the, the righty from Milwaukee. Swarzak, uh, as the Nats have a team total of 473. Small samples on Blazak. Sorry, Swarzak, Blazak. Um, Blue Jays versus Mania is intriguing. Like I said, Indians versus JC Ramirez, very nice. 476 total. Lefties, 342. Righty's 299, and then the Angels could be your, your your sneakier play of the day against Bauer, and then like Travis Shaw, some certain lefties. I don't even really like Thames as much, but I can see it at 3,400. First Scherzer, if you're looking for that random 
home run dart. Let's get to your five game evening slate where it's uh, not that great when it comes to pitching either. We start up top versus Johnny Lester, 11-9 at the Chicago White Sox. Lester was much better his last go-round, 35.6 points at home against the St. Louis Cardinals, 27.4 at the Braves before that. But then minus 11.9 in that game against Pittsburgh right before the break, 7.3 against Tampa. But then was pitching really, really well prior to that. So it looks like he maybe figured it out since the break. That's what we have to hope. 10-6-0-6, so six or more Ks in three of his last four, two or two earned runs, one earned run his last two. Uh, going up against the White Sox team that was hitting lefties really well, it's calmed down a little bit. I'm not saying they still can't, but striking out over 21% of the time versus lefties, lesser striking out 25%. Really good swinging strike. Ground ball rate of 50.5, hard contact, extremely low. White Sox team total 467, lefties 224, righties 298, but they do have a good Woba and a really good ISO. Versus left-handed pitching, so it's pick your poison. Avagasil Garcia's on the DL. It's one fewer right-handed bat. So Lester at 11-9 could be in play. Uh, another guy I really like up top here, and he should be chalky, but maybe not. Chris Archer, 11,100. We know the home runs road splits are legit. There's no sugarcoating that. In his whole career, it's been that way. It's been better this year. 23.9 points at home, 18.5 on the road. Like ERA... In his career, um, let me pull this up. I got it right here. When it comes to uh, since 2016, 299 ERA at home, 492 on the road. So definitely a little bit of a concern there. But you got Archer uh, with a 29.3% K rate. He's on the last 30 days. He's 11th best on the barrel FIP. He's striking out 27.4 or. 29.7 his last 30 days, getting barreled 2.17% of the time. Yankee or Yankees do strike out 22.4% of the time versus righties. And I've mentioned it a few times now. They are struggling quite a bit. They're slumping going into the break. And since the break, slumping a lot. And um, in the just the month of July, they've struck out 24.2% of the time versus right-handed pitching. And you got Archer, who has struck out eight or more in four straight games. I was reading you that game log, and he's just been filthy of late. Um, if it'll load back up, I apologize. This internet is just ridiculous this morning. I can't figure it out. But 32 8, 21 5, 19, 20.9. That's 12 1 and 9 5 stink with 25 3, 32, 16 4. When we're looking at the K's, it's like 7, 11, 8, 8, 4, 5, 8, 8, 9, 11. <clears throat> so, very, very good stuff with Archer. If you're paying up, I'd probably go Archer just. The upside, but Lester is worth the look if you're paying. I don't think you have to pay tonight. You can, more than welcome to. Last few nights I haven't. We've talked about it. Darvish got lit up. Tie on the night before. These guys have the same matchup issues, not to their extent, but pretty bad. I look at guys like I'm going to save money on. You can save thirty five hundred bucks from Lester to Zach Godley, eighty four hundred bucks at the St. Louis Cardinals. Godley coming off a twenty point performance against the Nats. Uh, this is his, his, his points lately. 20, 14, 1, 19, 8, 19, 6, 26.8, 22, 20.6, 14.7, 21.9. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Really does. He, he's been outstanding, especially against right-handed pitching. If you take a deep dive into his stats, um, 
He has a 27% or more K rate and a low, low Woba versus right-handed batters, one of the best in all of baseballs, um, one of the best home run to fly balls versus right-handed batters, one of the best slugging percentage versus right-handed batters. He's just really, really good. And when it comes to lefties, he has just an amazing ground ball rate against lefties, over 60%. So he gets the righties out via the K. He gets the lefties out via the ground ball, sometimes the K. Does a lot really well. The Cardinals strike out 21.3% of the time versus righties. Godly 26.2% K rate. A swinging strike rate of 14.6 and a ground ball rate, like we mentioned, being very good at 55.8. Lots and lots to like in that matchup. Cardinals, uh, when you're looking at Godly, lefties do hit 332. Righties 292. We talked about his righties dominance. And really, you got Matt Carpenter, maybe Greg Garcia. There's no Dexter Fowler anymore. You're looking at six, seven, or eight. Likely seven or eight right-handed bats in the Cardinals lineup. Now, does that mean I won't like want to use the guys like Pham and DeYoung and stuff if I'm not using Godley? No, I'll still gamble with their power upside. But Godley is in a great spot at 8400 bucks. I think he has just as much upside as an Archer or a Lester, given Archer and Lester might have more Ks. But Godley, we've seen him strike out a bunch, and 20 points or more from Godley at 8400 bucks. Use the three k three k plus elsewhere. I'm all in. Now this is a play I really really like, and it's risky. And it's like I said with Seamart, I'll go all in. It wasn't the prettiest Seamart start, but he still finished with 18.1 points, which I will take on that slate. When you looked at the carnage that took place, I'm talking C C Sabathia, seventy seven hundred dollars at home against the Rays. C C. 18 6, 19 3, minus 3.6, 14 6, 29, 27 3, 26 9, 22 3, 22 8. Not bad for the old big man there. And he's 7,700 bucks, never owned. Um, he's faced Tampa twice this year 10 innings, 7 hits, 1 earn, 3 walks, 8 Ks in those 10 innings, averaging 19.3 points a game versus Tampa. Um, it's obviously it's a Tampa Bay team that strikes out a ton. They strike out 26.3% of the time versus right, a left-handed pitching. CeCe's got a ground ball rate of 50.2. Tampa has the lowest team total on the evening slate. We don't have Cardinals and D-backs yet. Those might be lower. But at the moment, the Rays team total of 4.15 is the lowest on the evening slate. You got a 289 average for the lefties, 311 for the righties. A barely average Woba of 305 versus lefties is still a good ISO of 152. So we always know the powers there from the righties and the lefties versus lefties. We've seen Lomo take Chris Sale deep. We've These guys can hit lefties. We're not worried about that, but they strike out a ton. And it's really, really good upside with CeCe. Um, he has the top, or he's he has the fourth ERA. He has the second best ERA in baseball since May 16th. At 1.62. Only Corey Kluber is better than him. He's 7-1 and one in his, uh, with a 22% K rate, a 51.8% ground ball rate, and a 29.2% hard hit rate in that time period. He has been outstanding since May 16th. Really, really good stuff with CC At $7,700, if he gets shelled, I'm fine with it. I, I, I don't care if he gives up a couple runs. I'm looking for the K upside against a Tampa Bay team. And it might backfire. When CC's chalk, which he could be, it sucks. So um, it just buyer beware. But I really like the chance to save money and use a guy with some tremendous upside. Next up, you got Luke Weaver. 6400 bucks. The big, big 
prospect for the St. Louis Cardinals, making the start for Adam Wainwright. Yeah, Weaver in the minors this year. A 191 ERA, 296 FIP, 382 XFIP. We're talking a uh, home run or a K per nine of 9.41, home run per nine of 0.41. These are all really, really good things, folks. A, a, a strikeout rate of 27.3%. He had a 27 last year in the bigs, 28.6 in double A, 18.2 in triple. So 27.3%, walk rate of 5.5. Lots and lots to like about uh, Luke Weaver. The one thing I did want to check, the reason why I brought this up, is I want to see what his splits are um, in this matchup against the D-backs. This year, uh, these aren't his minor numbers. God, Fangraphs, I hate when you do this. But in his career, you're looking at lefties do hit him better than righties. Uh, Yeah, the lefties definitely do hit him better than righties, but not like a ton. They're not crushing him. They do hit him better than righties. The one fun thing we talk about all the time is Arizona is a much different ball club outside of Coors Field and makes Luke Weaver a very intriguing play at 6,400. He's been stretched out. Pitch count shouldn't be an issue. Um, if you want to save some money and take a gamble against a D-backs team, like I said, strike struggles on the road, Weaver at 64 is in play. One last guy I will say you can take a gamble on if you want, but it's really, really risky. He's Luis Perdomo at 6,300. Big-time ground ball guy. We've seen, we've seen him do really, really well at Petco. He averages 12.1 points a game at Petco, 9.2 on the road. Um, the one thing I like about him is outside of two starts ago in Coors, he had a minus 10.2. So take Coors out of it. 13-5, 15-9, 10-6, 25-3, That's like six, five or six straight starts in double digits. At 6300 bucks, that shows upside. I like that quite a bit. Scary part is you're facing the Mets that have uh, a lot of lefties in their lineup. And lefties, they like to spank Perdomo. The other fun thing, though, I know we don't have Cardinals and D-backs team totals yet, but the Mets have the second lowest total at the moment at 419. Rays versus CeCe, Mets versus Perdomo. Something to think about. Lefties do hit 371, righties 342. They have a really good ISO in Woba versus lefties. It's risk-reward with Perdomo, but uh, that ground ball rate could bail him out. He's not a big strikeout guy, but 6,300 with some upside. So your pitchers, you got Lester, Archer up top. I'd probably go Archer over Lester. Um, you got Godley and Sabathia. I go Sabathia over Godley, but I like them both. I'll have some of those combined. And then Weaver, Perdomo down below. Uh, Weaver over Perdomo is the way I'm looking at those ones. Let's jump into your bats here at the catcher's position. Wilson Contreras, 48 versus Pelfrey. Pelfrey, it's funny, he, he he doesn't get shelled like he used to. He limits the damage, doesn't pitch gins like you don't use him in, in daily fantasy, but he doesn't get crushed either. So he makes for interesting you know plays, and it's hard to fade him, but Contreras has been absolutely on fire. If you're going to pay for a catcher at 48, he could be that guy. Uh, Gary Sanchez, you know, I'm not looking to fade Archer, but we know Archer can blow up on the road. If you want to be contrarian for guys that own a lot of Archer, Sanchez at 42 is worth a look. I'll be dropping down to guys like JT Realmuto versus Robert Stevenson of the Reds. Um, Stevenson, not good at baseball, as we know. Marlins have a high total of 491. Lefties 413, righties 390 off Stevenson. So Marlins definitely in play after going for like 22 runs against the Rangers and New Darvish on Wednesday. But uh, Muto hits righties extremely well at 3,700. It's definitely in play. Uh, if you aren't going to use Weaver and you want to fade him, like a Chris Iannetta is not bad, but Chris Herman, the left-handed bat at 3,100, we like. 
Um, if Hector Sanchez cracks the lineup, the Mets are throwing out their youngster Flexen. Um, I honestly don't know too much about him except he's not that good. That's all I really know. Like peripheral wise, not great. Um, when you look at the Padres, they actually have a team total of four three one. Yeah, Chris Flexen. They, yeah, there's really nothing about him. But um, uh, let me look it up for you real quick. Give me two seconds here, Chris Flexen. Yeah, because um, Hector Sanchez could be some nice value. When you're looking at um, catcher's position with power upside, uh, Flexen got drafted in 212. This will be his debut. He got called up from double A. Double A is pitching well, 166 ERA, and single A is where he started the year at 213. So super, super wet behind the ears, if you know what I mean. K rates in the, the mid to high 20s, low walk rate. So not bad, not bad at all. Uh, you just got to wonder, taking that jump from double-A AA to triple-A, what are we really going to see from this kid? So keep an eye on that. I have no problem using some Padres against him because nobody ever uses Padres. I like that a lot. Uh, if Wilson Ramos cracks the lineup versus Sabathia, he's 3K. If you're not using CC, if not, Sucre at 28. I have no problem fading CC. I just think he's pitching so, so well. I don't want to fade CC. I want to use CC. Uh, Jeff Mathis, 2,500, continues to be a nice, cheap catcher of late also for the D-backs. Kevin Smith for the White Sox, 2,300 versus Lester as a punt if you want to go that direction. Head on over to first base. Uh, you got the likes of Anthony Rizzo at 53 versus Pelfrey's outstanding. Pelfrey's a big sinker guy. Rizzo loves that sinker low in the zone to crush the baseball. Goldschmidt at 52, okay, not bad. Joey Votto versus O'Grady from Miami. Very solid play at 5,100. Reds are outstanding as well tonight, not just the Marlins. 4-5-6 total. Lefties 243. Righties 4-17 off O'Grady. Votto doesn't count. He's a great hitter. Lucas Duda, 43. A nice left-handed bat versus Perdomo. Lomo, 41 versus CeCe. Both aren't bad at all. Will Myers at 4K is in play. Jose Abreu versus Lester at 37 could be sneaky. Matt Carpenter at 35 as well. Matt Davidson, first base, third base at 32. All low-priced, tough matchups, but have some upside indeed. Um, and that's it. Your, your lowest guy is probably going to be uh, Matt, uh, Matt Davidson will be your low man on the pull. Going to second base, you lead it off with Ian Happ. Uh, Happ let us down last night, but he's back at 46. Ben Zobers at 44. I do like especially if he's leading off again. I like that a lot. Uh, D. Gordon has been really, really, really good of late. He let off last night with a home run, 19 points last night, 9.5 in his last 10. He's got four steals in his last 10 games. He's got 36 steals on the season. Uh, always overlooked. He's 4,300 bucks and definitely in play tonight. He could, he's probably my top second baseman on the board. Scooter Jeanette at 43 is not bad at all against O'Grady. Second base outfield eligible. You got Dribble Cabrera, 39. Paul DeYoung. Still hitting third in that lineup, still below 4K. He's 3800 bucks. He's one of the few righties I would take a chance on versus Godley if you're not using him. He's second base shortstop. Just tremendous, tremendous power. Back-to-back -back games with homers, 14 games and less than 50 games on the season. Really good stuff there. As you go down, Yohan Moncada, 3300 Yohan Moncada went deep last night. I love that. 18 points. He's a switch hitter. He's a batting in the middle of the order. He's 3300 and he loves to run, and you can run on Lester all day long. So he's got to get on base. It's always a caveat. But Jan can be in a sneaky play at 3,300, second base, third base, eligible. 
Uh, if you want to get different, you got Flexen pitching for the Mets. Carlos, I will butcher this up part. Asuahe. He's their second baseman, lefty, 3200 bucks. Um, if you sit him towards the top of the order, I like that as a nice punt option there. Get on base. Hopefully score a couple runs for you for cheap. Because value is really bad on this slate. Really, really bad. That's probably the cheapest second baseman I'd go with. Uh, unless something comes out of the lineups. Third base, Chris Bryant, 55. Uh-huh. Jake Lamb at 52. Yep. Uh, we prefer him in chase, though. So, loses a little bump, but yeah, still good. Corey Spangenberg, third base outfield eligible at 4K versus Flexen. That could be a nice player. Some of these left-handed bats are cheap for San Diego. They get Flexen and then bullpen. Could be very, very nice. Uh, you'll see it everywhere. Evan Longoria loves him some CC Sabathia at 3900 bucks. So, that'll be all over every DFS tout site out there. Eugenio Suarez, 39. Okay, it's not bad at all. Todd, no. Moncada, I mentioned at 32. Matt Davidson at 30. Moncada, 33. Davidson at 32. I like both those looks. Derek Dietrich had a big game last night, of course, 22 points. Who didn't have one for the Marlins? But he's 3100 bucks worth a look for. So Brady definitely will be a nice lower-owned option in that one. Then again, not too much when it comes to the punt positions. All the good punts are on the early slate, which makes I might have to go read. I, I made lineups for the early ones last night. I might have to go dig back in there. Heading over to shortstop is Drew Cabrera again, thirty-nine. Uh, DeYoung thirty-eight. Didi continues to crush it. So if you're fading Archer, Didi at thirty-seven is very, very much worth a look. Um, Jose Reyes at thirty-seven is okay, but I'd probably go Didi or pay up some more. Um, as you go down. I don't want to use Tyler Wade, but he's 2,900 if you need to. Ketel Marte, swinging it well. He's 2,800 versus Weaver. That'd probably be my top punt so far going down the list. You got like Tim Beckham. He Last time they faced a lefty a few games ago, they let him off. He went deep. If Tim Beckham's in the lineup at 2,600, is worth a value punt play if you're not playing CC. If you're sitting towards the top of the order, he's almost a must punt or a must play. Something to think about there as well. Let's head out to the outfield and wrap her up for you. And we'll kick it off with Giancarlo, 57. My goodness, this is the 500-footer he hit last night was insane. 28 points last night. He's averaging 14.3 his last 10 games. He has seven home runs in his last 10 games. Seven of his 12 hits the last 10 games are home runs. That is just ridiculous. On the season, 33 homers with, out of his 103 hits. Basically 30% of his hits, r- roughly, are home runs. That is just insane what he's doing with the baseball. Michael Conforto at 54 is worth a look in Petco as lefties do crush Perdomo. Definitely worth a look. Paul at 53. Martinez 51 versus Weaver. If you're fading Weaver, D-backs, I can't say I hate them, but they just do struggle a lot on the road. So don't be surprised if they don't hit, but it, they, it is a good matchup. But Weaver's also really good. You just don't know what Weaver you're going to get. I know this is very confusing now that I just made this whole mess, but... I would prefer Weaver over the Arizona bats, but I get if you're using Arizona. That's where I'm going with this. Happ at 46. Tommy Pham at 46. DeYoung and Pham are the only righties I'd use versus Godley. Uh, Souza Jr. 45 versus Sabathia is worth a look. Zobers at 44. I like that. Marcelo Zuna at 44. Duval at 44. Those are all pretty solid looks. Jay Bruce at 44. I like that as well. I mentioned Scooter Jeanette at 43. Uh, Hayward at forty at four K, especially if he's leading off again, could be worth a dart. I like me some Billy Hamilton, four K leading off ability to steal. Put Hamilton and Gordon in a lineup together, get a couple steals on the night. Could be a nice little fun evening there. 
Christian Yellick. He's going to probably be the cover boy. He's 4K, 37 points last night, 11.6 his last 10. The month of July, he's crushing the baseball. He changed his swing or showing a lot more elevation in his swing. And he's on fire. And he's still only 4K, so he's definitely in play. After Yellick at 4K, you look at um, you know Renfro power upside if you want at 4K. Spangenberg at 4K. Malik Smith at 38 is definitely in play, especially if he's towards the top. Uh, when he's been in at the bottom, it's not as ideal, but still, it's okay. But against Sabathia, I'd probably look elsewhere, too. Schwarber, 37, I do like. Uh, Melky Cabrera, he's a good switch here. Top of the order hits left. He's just fine. He's 3,600. I like that quite a bit with the Milkman if you're not using Lester. Because White Sox bats should be low on Lester, and Archer should be heavy on tonight. I guess an Archer a little more than Lester, but... Both should get their spare share of ownership if you want to fade them. I picked. I like the White Sox bats quite a bit if you're fading. They also could put up a goose egg, so be careful. Herman at 31. Shebler at 31. Power upside there. And as you go down, not a whole lot. Like Adam Engel, no. Lefty, lefty. I'm going to stay away from that. Wow. Uh, Harrison Bader. He's 27 versus Godley. I didn't want to use another righty, but if you want to punt play... He's 2700 bucks. He's averaging 10 points in his two games because he's called, been called up 13 and 7 in both games, doubles in both games. He's worth an option down below if you need to save some cash. Not the most ideal option, but he is an option nonetheless. So there's your five-game evening slate. Lester Archer up top. I go Archer over Lester. In the middle, Godly Sabathia. I go Sabathia over Godly. And down below, you got Weaver Perdomo in that order. Let's take a look at your, well, your stacks if you're doing that. You could look at uh, Arizona if you if you feel like fading Weaver, which is not a horrible play. The Cubs versus Pelfrey, definitely a play. Lefties 385 compared to the 329 of righties. The Marlins versus Stevenson, I love a 494 total. Um, lefties 413, righties 390. Yellick's only 4K. He should be a part of that. D. Gordon's a nice play low on, obviously Stanton and company. Um, I like the White Sox versus Leicester, a 4-6-7 total is intriguing. And then the Reds versus O'Grady, a 4-5-6 total. Lefty's only 243, righty's 417. It's a small sample, but it makes uh, like a Duval, Eugenio Suarez, much more appealing. I still love me some Votto, and I'm not going to sleep on Billy Hamilton. You could get on and run for days. So those are the kind of things I'm looking at stacking-wise. With your BVP for the entire day, uh, as we go down, but there's not much so far. Pretty darn bleak. Okay, against Archer, Ellsbury's horrible, so I still don't even recommend using him, but he's 20 for 40 lifetime with two doubles and two homers. Gardner's 11 for 40 with two doubles, two triples, and a homer. Didi Gregorius, 7 for 21 with two doubles. Something to look at there. CeCe, Longoria, he's hitting 405 lifetime, 30 for 74. Nine doubles and seven home runs off CC. You're going to hear that everywhere today. He's been great against them. I can't sugarcoat it, but you're going to hear it everywhere. Souza Jr., six for 16 with a homer. Ploof, only batting 261, but he's taking him deep. He does hit lefties well if you want to be really off the wall. Uh, Rio Muto, I told you that he hits righties well. This is an extremely small sample, but he's three for three with a double and two homers. I like that. I know it's a small sample. When all three, when you're three for three and a double and two homers, you keep an eye on that. I mentioned the milkman can be sneaky. He's batting 289 lifetime at 13 for 45. Good sample size of two doubles and one homer. Jason Hayward, six for 18 lifetime with two doubles and a homer off Pelfrey. 
So those are some of the guys to keep an eye on with your BVP. So there you have it, guys. Fun little three game. Well, three games not as fun. The five game is not bad. I can get behind it, but both slates aren't the biggest. So don't go crazy. Um, be contrarian. Get weird. Uh, make it happen. We'll be back with a full slate on Friday. Um, don't forget to check out the UFC 214 preview pod with myself and the guest Dougie and Wes Colvin of the MMA Analysis. That was a ton of fun. Um, check out Around the Bases, episode 22. Talking the, some, some past trades, lots of speculations. There's already been a couple of trades since we recorded. Going to be a fun trade deadline coming up. We kind of preview where things can happen. And then uh, you got NASCAR coming up this weekend, so lots to look forward to. But more importantly, good luck today. Be careful. Don't go crazy. This was your Thursday, July 27th, MLB DFS Quickets. I'll catch you guys later. I'm out.